Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave. I'm one of the pastors. And again with me this week, I have both Paul and Chris. How's it going, guys? Very good. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. excited to be here. Have this conversation again. It's kind of fun to be able to do this uh, this conversation with the three of us. I know. It's fantastic. Three microphones, three voices. Um, well, we it are... can't just be you and me because Chris is the expert here. So. It's true. He is yes. the expert. Yeah. Um, on that note, Chris, this was uh, week two of prayer. And I know Paul preached it, but... Um, this was a little bit different, right? So the first week we were talking to God and this week was talking with God. Can you even just unpack the difference between the two and the with there? Yeah. Well, I think, um, you know, there's a bit of a, almost a progression, I guess, as we think about prayer, you know, this idea that we would be people who talked to God, but then also people who, um, talk with God out of a relationship that we have. Uh, particularly with Jesus. I mean, one of the things that I think of when I think about this is the idea of praying in Jesus' name. You know, that, um, you know, as Christians, we become quite familiar with using that phraseology at the end of a prayer or whatever, but it's not just like a magic wand that we use in prayer. What it's actually saying is that we have a certain standing with God, Mm. a certain relationship, because we are adopted into God's family as co-heirs, brothers and sisters with Jesus. And so Mm -hmm. uh, praying along in relationship um, and so I think for this week, the thing that really has intrigued me is, yeah, this idea of, of prayer being at its most primary level, a, a relational act. Mm. Um, and to be honest with you, that's probably something I've struggled with a bit over the years. You know, I've prayed a list of things mm. or tried to achieve a, a well-sounding prayer to gain favor with God or something like that, maybe, maybe at the subconscious level at least, uh, but to actually pull up a chair and sit with God and to talk back and forth with him the way that a friend or a family member would talk with each other and kind of have that back and forth. Um, that's really what we want to be talking about when we think of uh, prayer as talking with God. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think um, John Mark Homer said something that uh, I found really interesting and I didn't mention it on Sunday, um, but it was a quote where he basically said that it's an open secret that many Christians find prayer boring And what he said is that one of the reasons for this is because they don't, they're not actually praying, they're performing. Mm. Mm. And I think that for, you know, for us to really understand what it means to talk with God, we need to move past the performing part and, and get to a place relationally where it becomes more of an opening up of ourselves and a a pouring out of all the things that are on our, our hearts and our minds. Because I think for many of us, we try to, we hide that stuff And, you know, we're so used to praying a very particular way that, you know, we start using the phrases and saying the things, you know, thank you God for blah, blah, blah. And then we just kind of move on and that's our prayer. But what would it mean to like, nobody's listening except God. So Mm -hmm. why are we so guarded? And this gets at a really interesting uh, thing for me. Like, I think we, we often, when we, when we think of prayers, we think of public prayers. But what we're talking about is a private practice. Not that not that practicing these things in community is bad, but I know if I am praying prayers um, with God, if I'm like, for lack of a better term, if I'm improvising a prayer, if I'm if I'm trying to pull up a chair, but I'm doing it with other people around, I have to actively stop myself from like trying to get it right in my head while somebody else is praying. Like, okay, this person's talking now. I'm going to think about what am I going to pray so I can like sound good. Yeah. Um, and I think that like, because we all experience prayer first and, and often primarily in this public setting, we, we can carry that into our private space. And I feel like this, invi- this practice is an invitation to learn how to, 
pull up a chair without any performance. And I think that's why it's so important to learn how to do it privately. Yeah. Um, and I think we, and we talked last week about kind of using other people's words, be it Psalms or songs or pre-written prayers by saints or other people around us. And they're, they're really helpful. Um, sometimes they can feel performative, but sometimes they can be very much helpful words in our own lives. But, but how do we, like, if, if, if someone was listening and they're not comfortable praying, like they're, they're not the kind of person who often prayers, how would you suggest they, they get into this? They, they start to pull up a chair without flipping into that kind of performative or, or repeating their own word yeah. thing. Well, I would say, I mean, thank you for bringing this up because it kind of brings us right into the meat of what we were talking about on Sunday. You know, there are three ways that you can do this and kind of get the ball rolling in your prayer. And mm -hmm. that is, you know, starting praying with God in gratitude, praying with God through lament, and then praying with God through both uh, intercession and um, also asking. Petition. Petition is what yeah, I was petition. looking for. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So those three categories were what we talked about on Sunday. And I think that if we, instead of thinking of our prayers in a sort of, okay, this is what I heard someone preach or pray on Sunday. So I'm going to repeat that, or I'm going to use my own words. I think that maybe we just start thinking about these categories. You know, how can we open, uh, you know, ourselves up to be, you know, thanking God and, you know, being in a position to, um, you know, be sorrowful and lament the, the, the yeah. evil in the world and then, and then uh, pray and petition and, and, and I think, intercession. I think those are such good categories. And so I'm, I want to repeat them to make sure that I get them. So we got gratitude. So praying, being thankful, which is something we often skip over, right? Yep. I think it's, it's something we need to take a moment. I ask my kids regularly, what are you thankful for? What do you, what, what's been good in your day? Um, and then you've got lament, which I'm, I want to come back to, but lament yep. is kind of the hard stuff. The like, why is this happening? How long? Um, and then you've got petition, which is God, I, I really need this. Or would you be able to do this in my life? And then there's, um, intercession, which is praying that for others. So I've got someone I know who's sick or going through something and, and praying that I feel like those last two, uh, come na more naturally. Certainly a petition comes, you know, God, I want this, right? Like those are the prayers that we pray and there's nothing wrong with those, but I want to, I want to come back for a minute to lament. Uh, and ask some questions there. So we're given, we're given Psalms are great examples of lament. Many, many Psalms have lament and many of them are like slightly uncomfortable. They talk about enemies. They talk about violence. Um, they're all of the things that we were taught as a kid not to say and not to think. Um, so does that mean I should be praying them? Does that mean <laughs> I like, sh should I be praying against my enemies? Should I be praying for violence against my enemies? Or is that like, a less spiritual prayer is that less is that pre-jesus yeah yeah it's, it's a great question i mean sometimes they do make us uncomfortable i think that's why you know praying the psalms for instance can be really valuable for us actually mm. um you know one of the things we've been talking about is that prayer um authentic prayer is really praying along with christ yeah. praying along with the, the will of God. You know, when we read Jesus saying, if you ask it, it will be done, mm -hmm. you know, it's, if it's the will of the father. And so as we align our lives with Jesus, you know, we're able to pray more into, you know, the will of God and more alongside the will of God or in line with the will of God. Um, and God hates evil. So I think praying, you know, against evil is something that is in line with the will of God. Mm -hmm. Does God want to cause harm to someone because they cut us off in traffic? 
I don't think so. Hmm. Uh, and so praying that is probably not in line with the will of God. And so, you know, that's something I think that is probably a lifelong journey of figuring that out. Yeah. Uh, but certainly as we um, pray the scriptures and as we pray along with, you know, the things that are at the, the core of who God is and, and his heart, yeah. um, I think that we can become more in line with, with that in our lives too. And I think that gets back to what you said earlier about praying in the name of Jesus, right? And I, mm. I think that was a really helpful place to start, Chris, because I think for all of us, when it comes to praying with God, reminding ourselves over and over again that we are praying in the name of Jesus means that when I'm angry about something, it better be something that angers God in a sense, right? Right. right. And yeah. so so if I if I am praying in the name of Jesus and I am, you know, like, you know, angrily yelling at the guy who cut me off, I'm clearly not praying in the name of Jesus. So there's something that that is, you know, incongruent and and that I think can help clarify. But I think that that idea of like I mentioned this idea of like theological protest, which I think was something that I heard from um, some of the people in practicing the way. Mm -hmm. And we are so like it's in our culture right now. We all want to jump on um, certain ideal, ideal, ideological positions or taking on, you know, certain causes around justice and yeah. those kinds of things. Yeah. And all of that is part yeah. of lament because we, hmm. we turn this back and we say, God, like this injustice in the world should not stand. And I'm mad about it. I'm angry about it. And it allows us to kind of come on to the side of God and, and come alongside in the name of Jesus with those causes. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I mean, I use the phrase, how long, which is a very, very common phrase. Um, how long will you forsake me? How long, right? There's, mm -hmm. there's this thread through the scripture of people crying, how long? And I think I have learned in my life, um, saying that, singing that, praying that is, is really important. Um, and it's a bit, guys, I'm going to try a sports analogy. I know it's going to be funny. Um, but one of the things I, I know about sports, uh, even, even just being physically active is, it, being active, uh, playing sports allows me to work out things that I have going on inside of me in healthy ways, um, right? Like I can I can go hard at something. Where, whereas like me being mad at my kids or something like that, that's an inappropriate way. And I wonder if lament prayer is the same way. And sometimes we have these feelings, and and I think we instead of saying like those are bad, we shouldn't have them, and ending it there. We're given an opportunity to say, God, I've got these feelings and I'm, I know I shouldn't act on them, but why and how long and injustice is everywhere and I don't feel good about it. And you are God. And, and that gives us like, it's an invitation into this, again, communion with God, right? We all, we all have friends we like to vent with. And it's, it's kind of an invitation to vent in a, in a weird way. Is that, yeah. is that fair? I think so. I mean, I think, I think the first step is admitting like we do have those feelings, yeah. right? And so where else should we go with them? But to God, who is our loving creator and our father and the sustainer of all things. Mm. You know, I heard, uh, you know, we do rely a lot on uh, practicing the way for their resources. They have a great podcast that kind of accompanies their teaching around prayer. And I was listening to that again this week and I heard a fascinating example um, a, a gentleman from Zimbabwe was talking about bartering and how in other cultures, you know, bartering is actually a, a relational 
act. There's actually intimacy built when you go back and forth and kind of you're each making a sacrifice and you're each kind of like working down to this agreed upon place. Uh, hmm. And and he related that in some ways to prayer. Interesting. Um, so I don't know if it's a direct one-to-one relationship, but like, you know, even talking about the example of, God, of Moses when he prayed, God, will you, will you save the city if there's just, you know, this many people that mm-hmm. will, you know, follow you or honor you? And, and well, what if it's this many people? What if it's this many people? And so we see this act of communication and communion with God that's happening. Um, and, and there's back and forth to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think in that sense, you know, uh, it is okay. Yes, we are trying to pray alongside the will of God, you know, the way that Christ would respond, but, but we are human. Yeah. And we don't naturally, you know, go to that place. So it's it's submitting ourselves and like having that communion with God and having that back and forth over time through prayer that we would like, you know, boil down to where we have an agreement with God now on, on what, what he wants to accomplish. And so I think your example of like sharing with a friend or a family member is really helpful because, you know, the people that we are most willing to share our, our brutal honesty with, our emotions with, that can give us a bit of insight as to what uh, prayer could be like for us as we talk with God. Hmm. So when it comes to lament, but also uh, petition and, um, what's the other word? Intercession. 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 Thank you. <laughs> um, one of the, one of the tensions that comes with prayer and, and good theology is we believe that God is unchanging, right? Like God is yeah. sovereign. He's overall. And yet we're like, there's this weird, like, God, we want to be aligned with your will, but like, we also read the Bible and it seems like God changes his minds at times. And, and somehow that, that tension is held together in the story of scripture. Like many of these tensions that are like, it's like the Trinity, right? You can try to explain it, but the longer you talk, the more into heresy you get. Um, still need to try to explain it. How do we, how do we live in that? And how do we like, how do we come to God with this honesty and expectancy while also recognizing he is sovereign over all and like working his will out in the world around us? Very simple question. Paul. Yeah, real, real simple question. <laughs> You're just asking sure. easy stuff today. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that we have to acknowledge that the way we pray says a lot about what we believe about God. Mm-hmm. And if we listen to our prayers, if someone else were to listen to our prayers, perhaps we would ask them, like, what does that, what does that tell you about what I believe about God? I think that I think is really helpful for us to to think about. Be- because I think we need to come to grips with the idea that prayer changes things. Mm -hmm. I think the Bible is clear that prayer changes things. And I think that many of us don't actually believe it. Um, And whether it's been ingrained in us in our theology, because we want to so overemphasize the sovereignty of God. and And I pause there because I don't want to say that the sovereignty of God can be overemphasized right. because clearly he is overall. But when we, when we consider that theology to sort of uh, supersede everything else that we read in scripture, then we get to a place of like sort of determinism or fatalism where there is nothing that we can do. We are just floating along in this stream, mm-hmm. but God is very clear that a relationship is what he is looking for in terms of the way he wants to interact with his people. And so, um, and so, yes, there, we have to really, really dig down on that. I think the other reason, so it could be a theological reason why we get stuck in that idea that it doesn't change things, mm-hmm. but it could also be experiential right. where we have prayed for certain things 
And because of the pain that comes when we don't see them happen exactly as we expect them to happen, Mm -hmm. then we get a bit gun shy and we don't want to come back to God with those requests because we're not really sure he's able or we're not really sure we can ask. And I think that there's a boldness and an openness that comes when we really understand that prayer changes things. And so I would ask you to think about that. Like, do you believe that, that prayer changes things? And if you do, then pray that way, pray like it does. And, and I think that that will open you up to a whole bunch of new ways of seeing things that are around you. And I want to jump off of that and go to the the practical thing you gave us for this week. So you, you told us about cue cards and I, I'm struck listening to you talk that like, if I really believe that my prayer says something about what I believe God is. And, and if I could, you said, if you could go back and listen to your own prayers, well, what's stopping me, right? Why am I not writing stuff down? Well said. And, and if I really believe that God changes things, why wouldn't I want a record of that in some ways? Yeah. So, so you invited us into writing things on cue cards. I'm, I'm guessing you were mostly talking about petition and intercession, or were you also talking about gratitude and lament? I was talking specifically about, um, petition and, and, uh, intercession, but, um, I mean, you could, because I think in, in those particular cases, like God is a God who asks us to Mm -hmm. ask, right. It's sort of foundational to the, to who we are um, in relation to him. We are a people who ask and he is a person who gives. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I think writing some of those things down, um, and, and, and you could write, other, those other things as well, um, uh, to kind of keep record of your prayers. You might want to keep a prayer journal or, or what have you, but the cards were really meant to sort of, what are some of the situations or the people in my life? And I might even go as far as to say, who are some of the, who would be people I would consider to be my enemies yeah. and write those people down at the top of the cue card. And then you can sort through them and start praying, um, praying, uh, for those people and for those situations. Okay. Yeah. I was just going to add to like, I mean, you, you've kind of gotten into a, there's a big theological question there, you know, certainly within the Christian church, there's a lot of things we agree on, but we don't all agree on, you know, the sovereignty versus the openness of God or his ability or willingness to change. Um, but I, I think, you know, we could probably write books. There's been many books written about that topic, but I think the key thing for us to remember as we're working that through, regardless of where we fall on that is what Paul said that in the new Testament, Jesus tells us to ask God for things. Um, Charles Spurgeon uh, said that asking is the rule of the kingdom. And so there's something about asking that God wants us to do. Um, And in fact, asking is intimate in a way. Like, you know, I don't ask the same things from a total stranger that I would ask of someone who I have some relationship and some, Mm -hmm. some, some credit with or whatever, you know, it's, it's all, I'll be more willing to ask kind of that bold request of someone who I'm in relationship with. Um, and so there is something about asking that God really wants uh, to teach us and, and use in our lives. And I feel like that's maybe that's a really timely word for us in this time and place mm. about asking. Cause I think a lot of what our culture is, is independence. Yeah. It's individual. It's self-sufficient. It's, you know, no one's looking out for you. You got to hustle. You got to do this. You got to care for yourself. You've got to make good plans. And God tells us to pray for her daily bread, right? Mm-hmm. Like not our monthly bread, not our yearly bread. Like, and, and not that there isn't also an invitation to plan well and to be wise and to care for our family and our friends and all that. But like the, yeah, there, there's a boldness to asking, which I think scares us. And it's like, as in it scares me, I don't know about you guys and everyone else, but like to be, to be so bold to come and, and to do that. And I, it's, I don't know if you've ever had, um, 
I'm just thinking of like friends I know who are really good at things or who, who have a lot of something that I don't like the thought of going to them and asking for that is always a little, like I feel sheepish and I'm not really mm-hmm. sure if I should. And I wonder if I bring some of that same attitude to God of like, well, you know, I want you to heal this person who's already kind of being healed They're You know, the doctors are taking care of them well and, and nothing wrong with that. And God's not always working in crazy miracles, but like, my prayers seem pretty meek some days. I'm like, just help me have a little more patience maybe, right? Like that'd be good. But yeah, there's this uh, boldness in asking. Do either of you have stories from your journey where you have asked God for something and he has provided in, in a way, I can see you're both thinking right now, so I'm gonna keep talking for a minute, provided in a way that you were like, oh man, I'm so glad I asked. I've got one. So I'll yeah, tell it real quick, but and then you both have to do one. So <laughs> um, I know when, when I did my master's, some of you have heard this story before, quit my job, moving my family across the country, um, didn't have a place to live. And so like prayed this, like, oh God, you know, provide us something, assuming that like something would be like, you know, some expensive apartment that I found online searching in Vancouver, as you do. Um, and what God provided was this wild and beautiful blessing for our family that was like financially did something for us that was amazing meant we didn't need to go into debt but also provided this like space and this opportunity that was such a reminder every morning we woke up that god was with us and for us and like looking out for us and it was this yeah just this like took this risk asked god and kind of didn't expect much and man was i wrong mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I think like you've already pointed out that a lot of times we ask and then we don't keep track of the answered prayer, Mm. you know, things happen and we've forgotten about it. Um, so I think that's something that, that I know that I'm, I'm not super good at, but I do, I can't think of one example, uh, recently, uh, I was supposed to have a surgery and you know, this particular surgery wasn't covered by OHIP. So I need to come up with $6,000 or whatever. And at the time, uh, that was going to be a challenge. Mm. Uh, so we were just praying about that and, and, uh, we knew that we really wanted to move forward with it. And we kind of said, we're going to do this. So we committed to doing the surgery and then figured out we'd have to come up with the money. Well, kind of out of nowhere. Um, a, a work colleague of one of my parents hmm. uh, sent us a check for like five thousand um, dollars, and uh, and no real ongoing relationship with them. Like wow. there wasn't really any, but they had heard, you know, that this yeah. was going to be happening, and they're like, "Hey, we just we just want to be helpful in this situation." So couldn't have possibly predicted it, um, and and it, it was an amazing blessing and kind of an answer to prayer, but one of those simple ones too. And you're like, oh. Like, who do I give the credit to here? Do I give it to them? Dude, like, this God is your prayer. You know, so like, it, yeah. it's funny how it works in our minds, right? As we grow in this idea of prayer, figuring out, well, hey, God, I prayed. It happened. I can thank you. Regardless of exactly how right. it came together, right. yeah, I can thank you for that. Yeah. So, yeah. And we're going to talk a little more about the listening side of things a little later on, because I think I, I um, we often yeah. want Jesus to turn water into wine, and Jesus is often calling his people to bring the wine to the party, mm. right? Like, mm-hmm. we are often the answer to someone's prayer in some crazy way, mm-hmm. like, like has happened in yeah. your life. So yeah, Paul, do you have yeah a story? for me, I, I would say that the, the times where I've seen God answer my one, a, a common prayer that I've asked many, many, many times is God surprise me. Oh. Um, because sometimes I don't know exactly what to be praying for specifically. And I just ask, you know, God, would you surprise me? And I remember, um, something that was a bit more, uh, sort of a, a dramatic or a big moment for me was when I was deciding what I was going to do with my life. Mm. 
and in seminary uh, going towards a teaching degree and I was TAing at a um, at a uh, um, a course at a, at a Bible college, and I remember very specifically asking God to um, surprise me when it came to um, how He was going to lead me into my next stage of ministry. And all kinds of circumstances came together, but there was one particular place where a person um, was having a difficult time with one of the messages. I ended up going out for coffee with them, and I immediately had this clear um, God was saying, "Hey." I want you to do that hmm. in terms of pastoring, not that in terms of teaching. Hmm. And so I ended up in pastoral ministry, which was a surprise for me, but it was something that I had been praying for. Yeah, that's so good. And, and I also want to recognize the three of us have told these stories that are like great, big stories. God is also in very much in the business of answering small, everyday prayers. Mm -hmm. uh, and like, I think we've all got examples of those, but they're not... They're not as much fun to share on a podcast. So um, that's, that's really good. I, we're, we're just about out of time, guys. Any other thoughts on, on this week of, of talking with God? In yeah, time? I would just want to remind people, um, as you're dipping your toe in the water and engaging with the practice of prayer, um, just feel comfortable to continue to move slowly, mm -hmm. um, you know, one step at a time. I think that the, the, the exercise we gave last week about using pre-written prayers can be really helpful still this week and mm -hmm. in the coming weeks. You know, yeah. if, if you're a person who who finds that helpful, because there is so much gratitude and lament and even petition and intercession within the scriptures or within other people's prayers. And I know for me, um, you know, Paul had talked about how like when you're tired, when you're sick, when you're kind of new to prayer, when you're when you're traveling, whatever, it's great to be able to use a pre-written prayer. And I know I have been using pre-written prayers all week this past week, kind of mm. engaging with this exercise. Yeah. And and I've really noticed how um, helpful it is to just to really get warmed up or whatever, to be yeah. able to pray. Like I, you know, I, I can just use the Lord's prayer, which I've memorized or something that's written down. And it's just, it doesn't have that same, oh, I've got to like figure out what I'm going to pray and where I'm going to begin and like all right. the different lists of needs, you know? And so I think there's still room within gratitude, lament and petition intercession to use kind of pre-written prayers to really help us. So Very not much. that exclusively it has to be the case, but I'm just suggesting for people that are finding that helpful or haven't yet started, uh, go ahead and continue to, to use that and kind of take baby steps into it. Yeah, and maybe to sum up a little bit, to also say what you're saying, but in a bit, a bit of a different way, it's just a simple question that I think we can be asking ourselves when it comes to prayer. What's working? What isn't working? Yeah. Be honest with yourself and make changes to, to grow deeper in your relationship with God. I love really that. Good. Love this conversation, guys. Uh, really excited to dig in more next week. Uh, we will see you there with more Postscript. <laughs>